Hi, I'm Cassie Burton, host of the Curiosity Junkie podcast. However, today you're listening to The Journey Inward, a mini series of talks. Today, we're talking trauma and choice. Have you ever opened your closet and said, ah, I don't have a thing to wear? And yet, you're standing in front of a closet filled with clothes. So many clothes, you can't put another hanger in there. Well, that's exactly what happened to me the other day. I found myself standing there staring at my overstuffed closet and feeling completely overwhelmed. (sighs) I knew I needed to clean it out and I really wanted to, like I wanted to clean out my closet, but I just became overwhelmed by the thought of the process. Oh, a quick note, uh, in an effort to find the best way to organize my closet and clear the clutter, I threw out this question to the Facebook Curiosity Junkie group. Does anyone have a great system for purging clothes slash closets? I got some really good responses. I thought it was pretty cool. So I wanted to share a few of them with all of you. Lori Donnelly recommended taking everything out, making three piles, a keep a donate and a trash, and then having a brutally honest friend or family member help you eliminate as you try on, which I love that. Uh, Christy Sawyer sent me a link for Marie Kondo, I believe it is. Turns out this gal has a whole method to help you declutter. So very cool. And even my own son, Jake, threw out a great idea, which I really like this idea. I've heard of this for like the full year, but what a great way to break this down. You take your clothes for this season, turn your hangers backward. So instead of forward over the hook, they're coming from behind over the bar. I mean, and at the end of the season, you get rid of any hangers that are still backwards. Great idea. And you could do it each season. And literally you could do it every season to just kind of keep your closet pared down. Great idea. And then Pamela Love throughout, if you haven't worn it in three years, donate it, which I love that too. However, that still means you have to process the whole closet, right? <laughs> All great ideas, but what does this have to do with trauma and choices? Stay with me. I'm going to get there. So back to the closet, my closet issue. I was thinking, why do I have so many clothes when I only wear a handful of things, like literally a handful of things, especially now that I'm not really working or going into a job. So why, why am I keeping these things that don't fit me? They're no longer in style. Why am I hanging on to three inch heels that I will never wear again? Because I have completely fallen in love with my yoga sandals. They're way more comfortable. Why do we keep clothes that are no longer the right color or fit, style? Why do we do that? Is it fear? Is it the fear that as soon as I get rid of something, I'm going to need it again? Or is it the fear of not having enough to wear, which is ridiculous, or enough money to buy something if I might need it later? I don't know. Is it the feeling of anxiety and overwhelm? Just the thought of cleaning out and letting go of some of this stuff? Is it due to the fact that I know the amount of work it's going to take to clear it out? Or the fact that I'm going to have to do a little research to figure out where to take it these days because of COVID and all? 
or the thought of loading all of this crap into the back of my SUV and then driving around with it back there for the next 30 to 90 days, maybe longer. <laughs> Guilty. Is it the time it will take, like the hours I'm going to spend touching each piece of clothing so I can ponder the fit, the style, the color, if it brings me overall joy? Is it the time I might spend reminiscing about when I wore it, who I was with, what I was doing? Ah, it's a lot, right? Maybe it's the perfectionist procrastinator mindset I have, you know, that voice that says, hey, there's always tomorrow. Besides, do you really have the time to do the research, get the bags or boxes, make the lists, create the piles, do all the organizing today? <sighs> Probably all of these things. And so do I close the door and walk away feeling a bit relieved and yet frustrated and anxious because I know it will be there the next time I got to open that damn door? Or do I stop, make the time to clean out the closet, lift this huge, overwhelming weight of anxiety off my shoulders? Well, I chose to close the door, save that damn work for another day. Yes. I chose to continue to carry that nagging feeling, something needing to be done around with me just a little bit longer. Yep, I chose to ignore my feelings of overwhelm and anxiety. I chose to ignore what really needed my attention. Me. I chose to ignore me. Here's the thing. When I choose to not deal with the overstocked closet, I'm telling myself, I don't matter. My feelings don't matter. I'm telling the one person who matters the most to me, you are not important enough to take action. What the hell? What the hell? I thought I was making progress. been doing all this work. I'm always talking about, you know, I'm feeling stronger. I'm speaking my voice. I'm taking care of me. I'm putting me first. And yet, here I am choosing, yes, it's about choice, to ignore what I really needed. And on top of that, did my overwhelm, my anxiety go away? No, hell no. They are still there and they are now turning into deep frustration, which leads to me having conversations with myself that aren't really very kind. And every time I open that damn door, I'm reminded of the thing I chose not to do. I'm reminded that I chose not to do that one thing I deeply desired, a thing that will help me feel safe, secure, and at ease in my own space. So let's talk about choice and trauma and the fact that most of us, if not all of us, will choose someone else's well-being over their own. Or, like in the case of my overstocked closet, I chose to ignore my own well-being. So why do we do that? Why the hell do we do that? 
Well, it turns out it's trauma. Yay, we can blame it on trauma. Whoop, whoop. Just kidding. <laughs> Healing trauma has nothing to do with blame and everything to do with taking responsibility for ourselves and our healing process. It's more about becoming self-aware so that when episodes like the closet come up for us, we understand that our traumas live in our bodies. And so, of course, we're going to become anxious or shut down or want to run away or maybe even get angry. Those are all natural responses to trauma, and there is nothing wrong with any of them. That's right. And there's neuroscience to support that. They are reactions based on previous experiences, reactions that may not be serving us right now, but they're still reactions. Think of it like this, the Incredible Hulk, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner is calm, cool, collected, and yet when he's triggered, he becomes the Incredible Hulk. He can't stop it. It just happens. That's what this is like. So a few days ago, I took um, a course, Certified Trauma Support Specialist course from the Arizona Trauma Institute. I wanted to really understand trauma and its effects on the brain and the body and how that's all connected. Because during another class I was taking, the Tri-Method Certification course, which is Trauma Recovery Yoga, I was introduced to a deeper understanding of trauma and the neuroscience behind it, which of course made me super curious about trauma. And now I'm obsessed. So it turns out there's a really cool study on adverse childhood experiences. Fascinating. Take the time, check it out. Some great videos on it. And then also the ACE. ACE questionnaire that gives you insights to your traumas that you may have experienced prior to your 18th birthday. It turns out when I took this little questionnaire, several of the categories were not something I would have considered traumas. So it's really fascinating to dig into this and the study, like it's an actual study. So there's science behind it. So again, I'm just going to encourage you to check that out. Take a few minutes, educate yourself a little bit, help yourself maybe understand who you are just a little bit deeper. So what I, what I kind of have discovered is that trauma is not an event. Trauma is an experience, felt experience of the body, and it causes overwhelm. And then when the overwhelm becomes a pattern, that becomes stored in our nervous system. That's why you got the Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Get triggered, boom, it comes up. Anyway, getting back to choice. Something I learned from the trauma recovery yoga course that really hit home for me was that in the moments of those trauma experiences, our choice was taken away from us. Yes. Let me say that again. In the moments of our trauma experiences, our choice is taken away from us. And over time, 
if we are not working to heal, release, or build up some sort of trauma resiliency, these trauma experiences make it difficult for us to feel comfortable making choices. It can make us feel like it's wrong to put our needs first, or for some, it it might even make it difficult to make a choice. It's all fascinating, like just absolutely fascinating. I'm loving learning more, and I will definitely be sharing more over time. Once I am officially certified to teach trauma recovery yoga, which I hope is mid-November, I will be offering some weekly classes to help others build resilience and find their choice voice, I like to call it. (laughs) So stay tuned. So much more to come. I hope you've enjoyed this little mini chat on trauma and choice. Be sure to visit the website cassieburton.com and get on the wait list for news about the new membership program, trauma recovery yoga classes, and the newsletter. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening. Stay safe, stay curious, and I'll see you next time.